All right, Slanam Rebbe Parshas Toldos. So um, in Parshas Toldos, we have the, uh, towards the end, we have the brachos that are given. So Slanam Rebbe says the following. See where we are, page Kuf Ayin Tes, Nesiv Shalom. V'yitin l'chay alokim yitala shamayim u'mishmanei ha'aretz, v'rav digan v'sirosh. Hashem should give you from the dew of the heaven and the fat of the land and great grain and... Uh, and wine, oil, all the blessings of Gashmias, all the bracha, that you should kill it in Gashmias. May the stock market go up, may your business increase, may your profit margins grow, may your customer base grow. So the Medrash says about these words, that the bracha is given, Hashem should give you, pass me that chumash right behind you. On top, not on top, the little pamphlet. That's it. That's told us. So the Medrash says on these words, V'yitein l'chay alokim, may Hashem give you, the Medrash says, Yitain v'yachzor v'yitain. May Hashem give and return and give again. Who are these brachas given to? It's not a trick question, guys. Parshas told us. Yeah. Not to be shy. or some more little tabura here. Yitain v'yachzor v'yitain. Akash Baruch is giving Yaakov the bracha. We have the struggle. Yaakov takes the bracha from Esav. This is that... Parsha. So, uh, <laughs> just to catch everybody on board. So, so Yitzchak gives this bracha to Yaakov. Yitain lecha mital Hashemayim. Hashem give you all of the, may there be a flow, an overflow of bracha. So, which the Medrash says, Yitain v'yachzor v'yitain. Should give and return and give again. V'kasha demasha yechit lakash bracha yitain v'yachzor v'yitain. I understand when it comes to bishlam abasav adam shu mugbal yesh gvuli yicholos nesi naso. A human being has limits, has boundaries to what he could give. So I can give you now. Come back later. I'll give you again. I can't give you it all in one shot. Or it reminds me of you go to the ATM machine. So there's a maximum amount you can take out. So you take out, then you go to the other ATM machine, and then you take out the other credit card, then you take out your wife's debit card, and you take out more because you need more cash, but there's a maximum cash you can take out. So give, come back again. I'll give you more later. I can't give it to you in one lump sum. The is infinite, omnipotent, perfect. Nothing is beyond him. He can give the entire thing in one lump sum. So what does the Medrash mean when it interprets that the Baruch came from Hashem incrementally? He'll give, and then he'll return and give again. It's also very, very peculiar. You go to a Gadol Yisrael for a Baruch I was privileged to take my kids around uh, New York to different Gadol Yisrael to get a Baruch before their wedding. So nobody said, may you have the most beautiful apartment and the nicest car, and may you have the greatest income, and may you get... Not one of the brachas included that. Include, may you have shalom bayis, may you grow in Torah, may your home be a place of chesed, may you have emuna, may you both realize your potential. The great Yitzchak, who is the lineage, who is the next generation to build the legacy of Avram Avinu and his bracha, is not ruchlius. He doesn't say, may you have your shamayim, may you grow in chesed. His bracha is, may you kill it in the stock market. I hope your business grows exponentially. If you look, the brachas that are given to Yaakov and to Esav are really similar. They're awfully similar. They're just formulated in a different way, but they seem to be a very similar bracha. So Yaakov is given the bracha of Yitain Lecha Elokim. May God, and specifically with the name Elokim, may God give you from the fat of the land. And to Esav the bracha is, 
Mishmane Haaretz Yem Hashavecha. May the fat of the land be your dwelling. Left out God's name. But really, essentially, the same bracha. What's going on? So those are the Slonim Rebbe's several questions for this week. Number one, Rebona Shalom, God can give in one lump sum. So why does the Medrash interpret that he's going to give, go back and give again? Number two, why is Yitzchak giving these brachas all together? Give Yaakov a bracha that he should be a Godel be Yisrael. He should grow in Torah and Yerushalayim and Chesed and so on. He should have nachas from the kinder. And number three is, he gives Esav essentially the same bracha. The only difference is, he mentions Elohim with Yaakov and leaves it out with Esav. Why? But the return is definitely not... I'll give it to you, return it to Hashem, and then I'll give it to you no, again. No, it's, it's not, 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 you'll give it back to me, it'll cycle. It's, I'm going to give you, but what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you in increments. <clears throat> Why is Hashem giving in increments? The Yishlom HaRinyan Api Ma'adam Reb'od Medrash. The Medrash continues, V'yitein L'cha Elokim, V'yitein L'cha Elkusa. We're misreading it. We just read the Pasuk, V'yitein L'cha Elokim, God, may God give you, Mital HaShamayin Eshvanayar, it's from this list of brachos. May God give you the car, the house, the guy, the clothing, the gashmis, the latest technology. But when Medrash says, don't read it that way. Read it, V'yitein l'cha, may you be given, ha'elokim. May you be given a connection, a closeness, a feeling that Hashem is in your life. The first bracha you can give anyone is, may you have a relationship with your Creator. May you feel connected, may you feel close, may you feel everything that's happening in your life is not random, is not chance, but it's for a reason and is by design. May everything you have realize come from Hashem and realize whatever you have is what you need. So the very first gift, the first bracha that Yitzchak is giving Yaakov is, Elohim. May you be Zoha, because how many of us in life go through the motions? Go to show, we learn the daf, we do the right to check the tzitzaka, we do the chesed, we, we light the candle, we blow the shofar, we sit in the sukkah, we shake the, ke- the Hanukkah candles. And yet, we don't have yitain l'chay elokim. It's just empty actions. It's just rote. It's just motions. It's our to-do list. Because either that's the way we grew up, or socially we feel pressure, or we're hoping our children will feel more connected, so we're doing it to put them on the right path. People have all kinds of motivations, but Iker Chassam and Asefer, what they're missing is the core. What they're missing is the, the centerpiece of it all, which is a feeling of a connection that what I'm doing is building a relationship. I'm in a relationship with Hashem. I speak to Him and He speaks to me. So Rabbi Soloveitchik said, we speak to Hashem when we daven and He speaks to us when we learn Torah. Or He speaks to us when we experience life, when we're out in the world. And we see his miracles, the chance, the coincidence, the things that worked out that were never supposed to work out. Yesterday, right, our speaker who, who flew to bomb the, uh, the nuclear reactor in Iraq, who talked about the Yad Hashem, the miracles that happened, right, that uh, what's his name was on his yacht? Right, so Hussein, I think. Yeah, yeah Hussein was on his yacht and, and phoned in, six uh, airplanes just went over us, but it did, the message didn't get through, all these things. So... People go through the motions, but we need to find Yitain Lecha El Kusa. Begins the first bracha. The greatest bracha we could give our children is that you wake up in the morning and you feel the love, you feel the guidance, you feel the support, and you feel that everything is, is for a reason. And then everything else falls into that template, falls into that paradigm. That you should always be clinging to Hashem, because that, in fact, is the essence of all mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are not given there randomly. The mitzvahs are not given there to prove our obedience. The mitzvahs are given as means to cling to and to feel connected with Hashem. It's not 613 separate mitzvahs. We don't have 613 independent separate commandments. Of course, we do the Gemara and the Makos derives how we get 613 and all our Rishonim debate how do you calculate. 
the smog and the smog, the smak and the smog and the Ramban and the Rambam and the everybody tries to calculate. How do you categorize what is much more than six thirteen into six thirteen? What are the driving principles that allow you to categorize? So the Svar Makadeshim, the Hasidish Svarim say, we don't have six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. We have one mitzvah. We are alive to fulfill one mission. Ubotid back to cling to, to connect with Hashem. That when I'm at the red light, or I'm running late for the flight, or things didn't work out at work, or I'm getting anxious, I'm getting worried, I'm getting nervous, ubotid back, I stick with Hashem. Like the Meshachachmar of Meir Simcha says, ubotid back, devek is glue, Hashem says, I got your back, stick with me. Stick with me. And that's our one mitzvah, that's our one mission. We have 613 mechanisms, mediums, chances, channels to fulfill that one mitzvah, ubotid back. So how we tie our shoe to making a bracha before we eat, to how we daven, to what we say, what we look at, what we listen to, where we go, how we conduct ourselves in business, it is all a platform for ubo tidbak. It's all a platform for feeling Hashem and clinging and sticking with Him. So it's not a Yitzchak went right to the Gashmias and skipped over the Ruchnias. Yitzchak only gave him the bracha of Ruchnias. Yitain lecha. May you wake up and feel Hashem in your life. Know that you're loved. Know that you're special. Know that you're individual. Know that you're inimitable. Know that you're here for a reason. Know that He has a mission for you. Know that you can give Him nachas. One moment where you didn't look at the thing you weren't supposed to look at. One moment where you made the bracha. One moment where you showed the patient, patience. That one moment you're giving nachas ruach to Hashem. You're giving Him joy and pride. And that's everything. May you feel in your life Ha'elokim, know Hashem loves you and love Him. That's everything. That's everything. Feel it always. And that's why it doesn't say Yitain Lacha Yud Kevavke. It's Yitain Lacha Elokim. The name Elokim. It wasn't Yud Kevavke, the name of Chesed. Don't just feel Hashem when He's showering you with Chesed. Don't just feel Hashem when everything's going right and everything is well and everything's the way you want it. Yitain Lacha Elokim, El Kuso, El Kuso. Inyam Yitain Lacha Elokim, Yitain Lacha Elokim, Yitain Lacha Elokim, Yitain Lacha Elokim, Yitain Why? You think it would be the opposite. Like it's, you know, the Yitain is not. Midas Hadin, you want to close to it. Right, so it's not may you feel Midas Hadin. May you suffer Yisurin. May you feel Hashem's judgment, strict and harsh judgment. That's not the bracha. What he means by Elokim is El Kuso. El Kuso means his providence over you. His. Yudkei Vavke is the name of Chesed specifically. El Kuso is more broadly, broadly, Hashem's providence. May you feel Hashem's role, his presence in your life. He's the master of all. Master of the whole world. May you see him behind everything that's happening. May you feel his presence broadly as the dominant force, his providence in the world at large. Now we understand the continuation of the bracha. May you feel Hashem. Where? How? When? The dew that falls from heaven and the fat that rises from the land, that's all from Hashem. You go to work, you think that you're the one who did the great, who did the great uh, procedure. 
You're the one who did the successful surgery. You're the one who diagnosed the patient. You're the one who killed it in court. You're the one who made the business deal. You're the one who read the echocardiogram correctly. I think we covered everybody. You're the one who, you're the one who gave the great drasha. You think it was you? Right? You think it was you? You think it was your wisdom and your acumen and your hard work? It was. And you should be proud of your initiative that you took. There's no question. Have pride. Hashem gave you the tools. You utilize those tools. You didn't have to. There are plenty of people who waste their tools. Their tools rot and get rusty and they're not used properly. Be proud. Use the tools. But know in the end of the day that the success, the senior partner in it all, is the Ribbon Shalom. So when V'yitein L'cha Elokim, when you have a relationship with Hashem, then Mital HaShemayim Mishman Ha'aretz. Whether it's fallen from the sky or it's coming up from the land, see that Hashem is behind it all. The brachas, the brachas in life. You woke up this morning, we're healthy, we're alive. We're still davening for our friend, Rabbi Mike Stern, who needs a refuah desperately, Yosef Eli Malik Ben Yehudas. We're still reeling from the loss in Pittsburgh, our own personal loss here. All of this confronts us with a sense of mortality and vulnerability and how fragile we are. So we have... Baruch Hashem, wonderful Gashmias in life. A nice car and a nice house and nice clothing and nice opportunity and nice... We have all the Gashmias. It's all worth nothing if you don't have the rest, if you don't have good health, if you don't have life to live it. And how, how do you have life to live it? To realize, don't take it for granted. What a bracha. And the gratitude that we have to have. And then to see Hashem's hand within this Gashmias. So both to feel, when you have Elokusa, when you feel Hashem's presence in your life, then, you'll see it all coming from Hashem. But not only will see it coming from Hashem, you'll feel a responsibility to direct it to Hashem. Why do you have the What's the point of the money, the bank account, the income, the killer Gashmias? Why do you have that all? It's all there to advance Hashem's vision for His world. It's all there to push his platform forward. Ramchal begins by saying, Our mission, our mandate in the world, our purpose and existence is to cling to Hashem and to get high on God. In the words of Rabbi Shlomo, Lord, get me high. As Ramchal writes, Hashem deposited us in a world of distractions. He deposited us in a world where it's hard to uncover Hashem, to see Hashem, to connect to Hashem. Because you know, the great steak and the delicious bottle of wine and the imagery of the magnificent, beautiful women or the temptation of money or fame or social media. There's a million distractions and temptations that confuse us and that cause us to think they're the reason we're here. That fleeting temporal pleasure, that's what it's all about. They distract us. And our mission, our mandate is l'hisaneg al-Hashem, is to say no. The food, the drink, the gashmias, even the, the physical intimacy, the interaction, the love, the pleasure, it's all there as expressions of l'hisaneg al-Hashem, to see godliness within it, to use it to connect with Hashem, to see Hashem in it, and to use it to connect to Hashem, to transform the Gashmias to Ruchnias. We just took off our tefillin, we just davened. Tefillin is the ultimate expression of that. Tefillin are designed by definition, they are entirely physical. Every component of the tefillin come from an animal. The leather box, the leather parchment, the leather ink or the ink from an animal, the sinews that are used to sew up the boxes, the leather straps, every part of tefillin is from an animal. A base, mundane, animal. And what do we do? We say, I'm going to take these animal parts and fashion them into a holy <coughs> vessel, which 
You can't drop. We kiss it when we take it out. We kiss it when we put it away. We kiss it during davening, which has a holiness and a sanctity, and it can't be brought into a bathroom. And if it ever gets uh, gets ruined or grows old, you have to bury it and treat it with the ultimate respect, right? So there's a cow roaming in the field. The cow could be my shoes. It could be the leather in my car. It could be my belt. It could be my dinner. That's the mundane use of the cow. But we take the cow, we turn it into tefillin. Tefillin among the holiest objects that we have. Because our mission in life, tefillin is just a symbol. And that's how we start our day with that symbol, is to engage the physical world, go to work, kill it in business, kill it in life, enjoy the gashmias. But the gashmias is there in order to make contact and have access with the ruchnias, to transform it, just like the tefillin, into a means to connect with Hashem. And now we understand this was, in fact, was exactly the bracha that Yitzchak was giving him. He says to Yaakov, my little Yaakov, it's not so little then, my Yaakov, you're about to go into the world. Because where is Yaakov heading, by the way? He's heading out of the house. He's been in the house. And he's going now to the yeshiva Shem Ve'ever for 14 years, and then from there going to the house of Lavan. So you're about to engage a very complete, complicated, confusing <coughs> world. I think Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky is the one who says, why did, Yitzchak need, why did Yaakov need 14 years in Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever? He just had his whole life in the Yeshiva of Yitzchak and the Yeshiva of Avraham. You don't have a better base Medrash than the base Medrash of Yezid, the Avraham, and your father Yitzchak. He had to go to the Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever? I think it's Rav Yaakov who says, there are two different Bate Medrash. The base Medrash of Avraham and Yitzchak is the base Medrash of Kulo, Shakua, and Torah. You're sitting, you're fully immersed in Torah. There is nothing else. You're protected from the elements of the world, from the people of the world. All you're doing is sitting and learning. Shame Ve'ever, you understand their lives and the generation in which they lived, they have a different base medrash. Their base medrash was preparing them, how do you go live with a lovin? How do you go into a business world that's going to come up with tricky situations? How do you maintain your erlichkeit? How do you maintain your faith when you're invited to eat in a non-kosher restaurant with a business partner? Or the business partner wants you to go to a bar or some other um, venue? which may not be for a Ben Torah. Or how do you do it when he says, pay me under the table and we can leave off the taxes, or pay me the thing, or let's cut the deal on the side. Or how do you live in the home of Lavan? That's a different base medrash altogether. So before Yaakov, who was this pure, innocent Yoshev Tam this Yoshev Olam, Ishtam Yoshev Olam, this pure, innocent Yaakov, who's grown up in the base medrash of purity, is about to go live in the house of Lavan, you got to make a pit stop in Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever. It's a different Yeshiva that prepares you in a different way. I mean, I'm not going to give you my whole tangent right now, but it's one of my hang-ups is that I think our yeshivas in Israel should be preparing amazing balabatim of tomorrow, right? Not to prepare in a vacuum as if you're in a pure yeshiva and this is the way you're going to be able to live the rest of your life. Maybe Shana Aleph can be that. And Shana Bet is, and now you're about to go, you're going to go to college and graduate school and enter the business world and have to learn to balance and juggle all kinds of things in life, responsibilities, obligations, temptations. How do we create the yeshiva Shane Ve'ever, the base medrash, and, and our children need both. They need to know, they need to have experienced that there is such a thing as the yeshiva of Avram and Yitzchak, there is the yeshiva of purity, of, of Tamimus, but you also need the yeshiva of Shein Ve'ever. You need to know that, how do we train the Balabatim of tomorrow? Because too many we see what happens, they, when they're in yeshiva, so they live a yeshiva lifestyle. They make it to minion, they're learning and so on. Excuse me, and then they become Balabatim, with quotation marks. And you become Balabatim, uh, I'm past the growth phase and uh, Balabatim don't make minion as often and Balabatim cut corners and Balabatim come late Balabatim talk and shul and Balabatim go to the kiddush club and Balabatim I'm a Balabas now so now I have a license to do the things Balabatim do who says so the fault the mistake was we weren't in the base medrash telling you how to become the best Balabas 
We were telling you, right now you're a yeshiva student. I know a yeshiva in Israel. It's a more Haredi yeshiva. But it has the boys not dressed in white and black in yeshiva. It has them wear their blue shirts in yeshiva. Why? Because it says, what's going to happen? While you're in yeshiva, you're wearing your white shirt and your hat and jacket and your yeshiva bachar. And so you're going to behave and live a certain way. And then you're going to go back and you're going to enter the workforce. And it's a hetter because you're in the workforce. You're going to wear colored shirts. And now, because you're dressed differently, your mentality, you're going to think that you're... Now you're just a balabas. It's okay to go to that place. It's okay to take the yarmulke off. It's okay to eat there. It's okay to... You got to learn what you're going to wear. You got to do when you're... So this... Kodesh Baruch deposits us in this olam shalmarchikim, this world of things that are trying to distance us from him. Distractions, obstacles that need to be navigated. How do we find him? How to connect with him? Despite these obstacles that are put in our path. How? So that was the bracha Yitzchak gave. Takat's the bracha we should be giving all of our children. Yitain l'cha'elokim. First thing is, may you have a sincere, authentic, close relationship with Hashem. Feel him in your life. May you hear him talking to you, and may you talk to him. Bidavak. And how do you do that? Now, now, how do you execute that? Mitala shamayin mishmanei haaretz. When you're cutting the deal, when you're going to work, when you're shopping, when you're at the gym, when you're in the street, when you're the balabas. Now, mitala shamayin mishmanei haaretz, go kill it. Shiachnis alakusu yisbarach b'chol ha-matzav m'chol n'yana ya'olam v'ta'avosav sh'akol yiel ha-shem yisbarach ki kol elu ha-dvar ma-marchi k'mari v'etzim heim k'mayim ha-ba shem tov ha-kadosh. Ein ra yored min ha-shamayim. The truth is all these things, there is nothing that's categorically bad. None of these things are bad. They're all there for us to mold, to shape, to transform. Nothing. Just like the animal, the cow. Is the cow categorically good or bad? Yes. It's both. The cow can be bad, can give you high cholesterol and clog your arteries and kill you if you eat too much of it. And the cow can be transformed into a pair of tefillin. The cow can be turned into a Sefer Torah, a mezuzah. So let's say you're eating a healthy life, you're dieting, and you see a piece of chocolate cake. So the piece of chocolate cake could be your greatest enemy in the world. It's your biggest obstacle. I'm dying for the chocolate cake. How do I navigate the chocolate cake? I'm struggling with the chocolate cake. I have tension with the chocolate cake. I have conflict with the chocolate cake. Chocolate cake could be your biggest enemy, the biggest source of Ra. But the chocolate cake is your friend, because you say, chocolate cake, you're here to test me, and I'm going to pass that test. And I'm so happy that you think you can get me because I have no interest in you, chocolate cake. You, chocolate cake, are a springboard for me to express my discipline, my free will, my sovereignty over you, to realize my potential to say no. And now, chocolate cake, you didn't become my enemy. You're my greatest friend because you've helped propel me to a whole new level when I say no to you. So that's a silly example of the chocolate cake, but that's the marchikim are really makarvim. The things that we think are in this world that distance us from Hashem, they're obstacles, they challenge us, they're wedges, in fact, they can draw us closer. When we engage them from a perspective of Yitein L'cha Elokim. Oh, you're trying to present yourself as just Gashmias to me? No way, Gashmias. I see the Ruchnius in you. I'm going to reveal the Ruchnius in you. I'm going to use you for Ruchnius purposes, Ruchnius growth, because I have Yitein L'cha El Kusa. It's a great Hasidic word they like to say. If you put a lot of zeros in a row, it's nothing. When you put a one in front of all those zeros, you get a very, very, very big number. So all these things are zeros. 
all these temptations of the world are zeros. When you put a one in front of them, you put the Ribbona Shalom in front of them, they become enormous things. So having the big house of the car, the Gashmias, enjoying food and drink, enjoying physical pleasure, all of that is a big zero. It's a big zero. But when you put the one in front of those things, you put the one, Hashem Echad, the Ribbona Shalom in front of them, you turn that one into a billion, a trillion, a gazillion, whatever number Glenn Gallish is up to. You turn it into a, a huge number. Huge. It's huge. Billions and billions and billions. And that's the Ribbona Shalom. So when a Jew does activities and actions, which are a big FS, they're a big zero. All the zeros that you did when you put a one in front of it, now you've elevated it. So this is a big Hasidish perspective. This is one of the contributions of Hasidus was to tell a world that was enjoying the physical world Kishbork is not only found in the base Medrash over the Svarim, the Grah, the Nefesh HaChayim, that the key, the core, the essence of, Torah, of, of uh, Jewish life is, is Torah, Talmud Torah, Kineged Kulam. What Hasidus said is, absolutely. Chachma Bina Das Chabad, Sefer Tanya, is all about the primacy of learning Torah. People think that they're either or. They're not a binary choice. It's not mutually exclusive. Sefer Tanya is all about endorsing learning Torah. But in addition to the Talmud Torah, Kineged Kulam, an additional parallel means of connecting to a Kodesh Baruch Hu is this avoda of seeing Hashem in the world of Gashmias and elevating it to Ruchnias. So the notion of a Fabrangin or a Tish, of taking the food, the idea of Lachayims, of transforming through the use of a Lachayim, taking away inhibitions and connecting to Hashem, the idea of the Shirayim of the Rebbe, that once a person of the connecting to the Tzadik, the doctrine of the Tzadik, that the Tzadik who engages the food and who has successfully turned he had a little piece of fish, and when he ate the fish, he wasn't thinking, I'm satisfying my boich with the fish. Oh, to him, he was in the Alamas HaAlyanim with the fish, transforming the fish. So now when I eat that fish, first of all, it's disgusting, but second of all, when I eat that fish, it's the one piece of shirai I skip. New square, Donnie and I took a pass on the fish. But, but I, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nasty. When I eat the fish, yeah, exactly, okay, well, we didn't have the fish, what did we have? I don't know, whatever we had. So, so, uh, but when you have the shirayim, so now you're making contact with the object, which is no longer a physical object. It's been transformed. It's been imbued with, with spirituality. This is this doctrine. This is this mission. So it's understandable that the Salam Rebbe is interpreting this pasuk, Yitein l'cha el-kusa, Yitein l'cha elokim. This is not a Vilna Gon word. This is a Salam Rebbe word. Yitein l'cha elokim. And how do you find elokim? Mital ha-shamayim u-shmanay the fabrengen, and with the l'chaim, and at the tish, and during the barbecue, and with the, 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 the gishmak kiddush. Shezu tachles ha-avodos. Right, this is the difference. Other religions say, how do you become holy? By escaping, by transcending, abstinence. Take a vow of abstinence and a vow of celibacy and a vow of silence and a vow of fasting. And we say, you're just going to be hungry and have a lot of things to say and, and be very, uh, being recorded. So I won't, you're going to, we believe you find holiness. How? Get married and there's a mitzvah of Tashmish. You say, eat but have it make a bracha and have it be kosher and have a guest at that table. We believe that holiness is not found in escaping. Holiness is found by elevating. When Hashem is with you, 
If you take Hashem with you, you're never missing anything. He's always with you. You have what you need and you can elevate what you have. Yitzchak understood, even though he was being tricked and fooled, Yitzchak knew he was given this bracha to Esav. Esav doesn't live with an Elohim. For him, Gashmis is all about the Gashmis. There is no Ruchnis. With Yaakov, first it says the dew of the heaven, then the fat of the land. Esav, our enemies, or Esav, lives in a world. Gashmis is just Gashmis. What you see is what you get. There is no higher purpose, no higher power. There is no ability to transform. There is no ability to imbue. What you see is what you get. It's just the physical world. Indulge. Have pleasure. Enjoy. So it's the same bracha. We said, why is he giving Yaakov and Esav the same bracha? It's the same bracha, but it's not. Three words make it an altogether different bracha. Yitain l'chay alokim. When he, when he, when Yitzchak tells Yaakov, first, Yitain l'chay alokim, may you have a relationship with Hashem. Now, the rest of the bracha is entirely different. It's the one before all the zeros. Yitzchak gives Yaakov and Esav a bracha of lots and lots of zeros. The difference is, he wrote a check. Yitzchak wrote a check to Yaakov and Esau with a lot of zeros. The difference is, on Yaakov's check, he put a one before all the zeros. And he turned all those zeros into an enormous, enormous inheritance. On the one hand, we have tahara, which is to be pure, which is to avoid being impure contamination. But we also have holiness, sanctity, which is even higher. That we have the capacity not just to avoid tumah. We don't just avoid being contaminated by the impurities of this world. We also have the capacity to attain kedusha. We turn our lives, we turn our tables into altars, into a mizbeach. And we offer Hashem korbanos. It's not just the beginning. So we're not just religious in shul for shacharis. Then we go to work where we're like Esav. That uh, we say, We take that elokusa. It's not just in shul. It comes with us to work, to the gym, to the office, to the street. We're not balabatim to the exclusion of being B'nai Torah. We are B'nai Torah, who happen to be balabatim or B'nai Torah in a different stage in our lives. Yitein l'chel okusa, yitein l'chel okim is the one before the zeros. So we don't, there's not a one in shul and then when we go out, it's all zeros because all the zeros amount to nothing if you don't put a one in front of it. Now we can answer this question and end. What does it mean? Hashem says give and go back and give again. We said, well, Kosh Baruch can't give in one shot. He's got to give it incrementally. No one lump sum. Where is the greatest pleasure? The greatest pleasure is in the intellect. It's not in the stomach, it's not in the other part of the body. The greatest pleasure is in the intellect, is in the das. Kashayesh Lihudi Harchavas Hadasu Mochan de Gadlas Az Yeshlo Hatanaga Mita Babodas Hashem. 
when you have this idea, when you have a breakthrough, when you're able to understand something, capture something, when you're able to experience intellectually something, that is the greatest, greatest high. No, the shatanic to me, the enotanic. So when you experience, when you have that breakthrough, when you make that chap, when you experience that pleasure, whatever pleasure it is, once you experience it continually, continuously, so it's no longer pleasurable. So you break through and you have this incredible, you found the place that has the greatest steak. And then you go one night for the steak, and the next night for the steak, and the next night for the steak. At some point, it's no longer the greatest steak. The tanug, the pleasure, the joy is gone. It's true physically, it's true emotionally, it's true spiritually, it's true intellectually. It's true in every which way. So by, by yitain, I want to give you that capacity to connect to me in that way. But it's going to, weigh, it's going to wane, it's going to die out. And that's good, that's healthy. Because then the pleasure renews itself. You'll have the capacity to feel that sense, that pleasure once again. The purpose of the test is like a banner on a boat. When Hashem tested Avram, it suspended all of his rational thinking. And that was the banner he gave him. Because his intellect was suspended, he was able to tap into himself and achieve levels he had not been on until then. Or another interpretation, in the opposite direction, in the notion of avoiding the bad. Hashem is giving you the ability to have a relationship with Him. Hashem is giving you the ability to feel dovok, to feel connected with Him. Hashem says, stick with me, I got your back. And what happens when you let go, when you're not sticking with Him? What happens when you make a mistake, when you violate His trust? What happens when you leave? He's willing to come back again. Certain relationships that if you violate them, they're over. You can never make them the way they were. When we say the Yudgim Omidos Arachim, Hashem, Hashem, Kerachim, Bechanan, why do we say Hashem, Hashem? Why do I say Hashem's name twice? So the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says, Hashem Kodem Shiyachta, Hashem Lach Shiyachta. Unlike a human being who I violated their trust, I hurt them. So even though we make up and even though we reconcile, it's never the same again. It's hard to ever be the same again. But Hashem, He's willing to restore and return things exactly the way they were, better. Hashem before is the same Hashem after. So that's Yachzor of Yitain V'Yachzor. Hashem gives us that capacity for that relationship, and even when we fail, even when we drop it, He gives it to us a second time. The key is to go back again. Go find Hashem again. Hashem is giving Himself over to us again. In fact, this is how we begin Shemona Esrei. Those words come from Tehillim, I think it's Nun Beis, where David HaMelech, after he sinned with Bacheva, which he said he sinned, you're not supposed to say he sinned, but David HaMelech says, Chatasi Lashem. So he says, Hashem, Hashem, open my lips. Hashem, I've so violated your trust. I've hurt our relationship. I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to start this conversation. Hashem, open my lips. Give me what to say. And we begin our Shemona Esri and our Midah the same way. Hashem, I messed up. I violated the relationship. I don't even know how to start this conversation. I'm not sure what to say. Hashem, put the right words in my mouth. Yitain, you gave me a chance. And I blew it. Yachzor v'yitain. Give it to me again. 
When a person makes the effort to avoid the Ra, Hashem gives himself over. This is the entire essence of a Jewish life, is that we advance and then we regress. We take a step forward, we take a step back. Our life is with rhythms and cycles. We feel close, we feel distance. The bracha Yitzchak gave Yaakov, he gave to us, is this incredible gift. We don't have to feel alone, and we don't have to feel unloved, and we don't have to feel invisible. Hashem gave us the greatest bracha. He gave us Hashem. And Yitzchak gave us the greatest bracha. He gave us Hashem, the capacity for relationship with Him. And even when we blow it, and we mess up, we drop it, we have the ability to come back. And where do we find Him? You have an income, you have a livelihood, you have a roof over your head, you have a car, you woke up this morning, your eyes work, your feet work, your ears work, your hands work. Hashem is given. That's where you find Him. And now use it towards serving Hashem. Elevate it, transform it. And when that wears off and it grows old, come back again. Because there's cycles in life (coughs) and it's never over. Have a great week.